sometimes it just takes that other person and having that perspective of like, I accept the way that I am as this 32 year old woman who still bleeds through tampons, that's okay. And you know, I do the most that I can for the environment. You're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. Welcome to episode 233 of the Well Woman Podcast. You are joining us for the second episode of the Menstruation Mini-Series, where we are bringing to life real conversations about real menstrual and menstrual cycle experiences. Today is our first guest episode. We have Lindsay Mitchell joining us. Lindsay is not joining us for the first time. This is her second appearance on the show. And she joined us for episode 189, where we talked all about retraining your brain for a healthier menstrual cycle. Now we had such a fun chat back then that I knew I had to ask Lindsay to come and share some of her insights. And in this particular episode, we are honing into menstruation while traveling and the real stories about what really happens when you're on the road and you're menstruating. So you're in for a treat with Lindsay today. Lindsay is the founder of Vital Side, a membership program that empowers those with chronic illness and limbic system impairment to retrain their brain out of chronic stress response so that they can get relief from their symptoms and find freedom in their lives. Lindsay is the go-to when we talk about brain health. She is trained in medicine as a physician's assistant, has worked in NLP as a practitioner, and having her own experience with Lyme's disease makes her uniquely qualified to assist others in learning how to shift their response and experience really great positive changes in their symptoms. Now, normally Lindsay's chatting to us all about brain health and retraining the brain, but today she's sharing about her menstrual cycle and her menstrual experiences. We're diving all the way back to her first experience of Menarche, and that's a really great story that she shares with us, along with her current experience of menstruating this year. There's been a few shifts in her life, and she's off traveling around America, where she does live in currently her Airstream. So I know you're going to have such a hoot listening to Lindsay. We have always had a great experience chatting together, hence why I asked her to come back and join us on the show. So Enjoy this episode and learning about menstruation while traveling the real deal. Lindsay, welcome back to the Well Woman podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is an honor. I had such a fun chat with you last time and I knew that I had to, (laughs) we did, didn't we? I knew I had to ask you to come back to talk with me through this mini series and share your personal menstrual experiences. So tell us what day of your cycle you're on today. How are you checking in today and how is this day going for you? Yes. So happy to be back. I'm on day two of my cycle, which I was telling you earlier, I have such a funny story from day one. I've been on living on the road for the past eight months and a lot of hiking, a lot of just activity going on. So yesterday I started my period at the bottom of Bryce Canyon, having to hike up like a two mile, like one of the steepest ascents I've had to do in this whole like trip. 
and I started cramping and I was getting my period and I was like, okay, let's do this. It's just so funny that at 32 years old, you know, you still deal with the same stuff that you did when you got your period and you just really have to laugh at it. So today, you know, every day I start out with an intention and my husband and I, we talk about our intentions for the day. And during menstruation, usually it's grace, just grace. Yesterday it was grace and consideration for myself, despite how much I wanted to do like some major hikes in Bryce Canyon. I came home and rested for the next few hours. And this morning today, it's grace because I am a lot more gentle with myself while I'm menstruating taking things slow, spending time in nature and just being easier on myself because we can all be extremely hard on ourselves. And I am so guilty of that too. So during this time, it's a lot of grace. Ease and grace. I'm having a flashback to when I was on my trip or one of my trips with my partner and my I had a van at the time and the van had broken down. And so we'd had to get a hire car. And my van had literally broken down. Like I had to put it on a on a truck and get it towed like two days worth of travel home. Like it was a long way away from where we lived. Anyway, I went, we had planned to do this one gorge hike on this one day. And it just happened to be the day that I started menstruating. I was I, I started bleeding a day or two earlier than I imagined. And it's the same thing. I was just in my mind just singing the song that I sing with my sister. Is like every little step I take is a healing step. Every little step I take is a clearing step. I'm just like walking that through there. And I was like, babe, I'm just letting you know, this is going to be like a walk. Like we have a toddler with us. Like this is not a hike <laughs> where we're like going strong. And um, it yeah, you really get a lot of appreciation when, when you menstruate in those types of situations. Absolutely. Yes. That was a major smack in the face. And um, it's funny because I was, days early for my period as well and what I'm realizing is it's a blue moon this mm-hmm. month and I don't think there's been one in over a decade and so that just means there's a second full moon in a month and my menstruation like like follows the full moon cycle to a T just like I have to bleed when there's a full moon so I'm like wondering I'm like why am I bleeding twice in August oh okay all right moon I see you I see you again (laughs) yes we do have a blue moon it must be occurring for you on the 30th of August because for us in Australia it's the 31st of August and for those who don't know what a blue moon is you know that saying once in a blue moon um, yeah, the blue moon is when you have two full moons occurring in the same calendar month, which makes sense considering we have 13 full moons in a 12-month calendar. So it has to kind of occur somewhere in there. But um, that's, yeah, that's really, really interesting that your cycle's moving as, as you're moving around too. Yes, yes, it has been. And I have had to be so much more kind of in sync and aware of it as we move around so much. And it's, it's been, you know, my mind has kind of played a bigger role in like wanting me to do more when I'm menstruating. Cause I'm in all these really cool places. We're doing a national park trip this year in America. 
So we're seeing a lot of the big national parks and a lot of really cool state parks. So we're really active. And it took me a few months of this trip to actually realize, no, I have to have those days where I slow down and practice grace and practice consideration. We were in Savannah, Georgia earlier this year. I think it was in March and I had never been there before. And we had like a tour planned and horseback riding and all of these things. And I just remember getting so mad, you know, just like, I want to do all these things, but I just don't feel good. And, you know, I, I just wasn't giving myself that grace that I needed to slow down because when you're on vacation, personally, I just want to do a bunch of stuff. Like I'm the person who wants to parasail and like go on that hike and, you know, wake up at five in the morning and watch the sunrise. I'm like, I want to do all the things. And when you're on the road and you're traveling for an extended period of time, you have to be very aware of your cycle of how you're feeling, checking in with yourself, because just like you do when you're at home and you're nesting for a while, you need to nourish yourself. You have to have those days where you rest and you recalibrate. You can't just be constantly going. So it took me a few months to figure out. And obviously it's still a bit of a struggle when I want to push myself to do things, but it's a good lesson. And I think a lesson that I'll definitely take home with me after this, because I think traveling, as you know, is just a microcosm for life. You mm -hmm. just have less like um, padding, less distractions, because you're just <laughs> full throttle, like go, go, go. Uh, so this has been a really good, you know, wake up call for me to slow down. Mm, a great lesson of surrender. I find menstruating whilst you're traveling is a really big lesson of surrender. And I feel that everyone, every time I've been overseas, day one of my trip happens to be when I menstruate. I just feel like for years, it's just like, all right, this is, you wanted a holiday, here's a holiday, now just rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, for those who don't know, like you're currently travelling around in an Airstream, right? For, yes. for all the Aussies, this is kind of like a bus but not a bus. It's like a really, it's like a caravan slash bus thing and it looks like a silver portal that's travelling on wheels. <laughs> Very fun. You can look it up. <laughs> so so many people are probably like, what in the world is that? <laughs> what is an Airstream? Um, they're really cool. Definitely look that up. And I'd love to ask, like, I want to ask about your menstrual experiences and Menarch and all of that, but we're talking about travel. So I think this is a really good avenue. I would love to know what has it been? Like you are towards the end of your trip now, eight months around the, the country. So you've been doing it for a while. You would have had at least a good five menstruations now. So what have you found really interesting about living on the road and not having access for me? I was like, I don't have access to just running water anywhere I need. And I don't have access to, you know, just taking a shower, just at the drop of a hat, just, you know, for 30 minutes with extra hot water. So what have you learned about caring for your body and cleansing during menstruation whilst being on the road? Yeah, a lot of probably the same experiences that you've had. Luckily, we do have a shower, which has been really incredible um, to 
to have because you know a lot of people whether you're traveling in a van or you have like a pop-up tent or something may not have access to that so we have our own shower which was very important to me when we were trying to figure out what how we wanted to do this trip so you know we bought a trailer with its own separate shower so i've had access to water pretty much the whole time um obviously you have to refill the water and be really cognizant of it. So I have had to do that as well. Just kind of some more awareness around how much water I use and when we get water and stuff like that. But for the most part, it hasn't been a problem. I have such a heavy flow and I always have since I started menstruating at 13. So I think that was the biggest thing of just kind of accepting the first one in two days, I am going to bleed so much. And just to have, just to be prepared for that. Like I have all my Thinks underwear, which I love, you know, all my tools, like everything stored. There was one tool that I use pretty much every cycle that I actually lost. So that's been a problem too, just kind of, ordering things it's very hard to get them on the road like you have to be specific about where you send things so like amazon prime really forget about it unless it's like overnight (laughs) delivery um so there's this one tool that i use that's kind of like biofeedback um that i that i wear just day one of menstruation and it's called Ovira. And it, it was actually something, I think it was started in, in Australia. And mm-hmm. I love this device. Like this has been such a cool device to use because I've always had really heavy cycles and just cramping for a few hours on day one. So this device has really allowed me just to like, okay, interchange it with like a heating pad and stuff like that. But I lost it. So this <laughs> cycle... <laughs> Uh, I think it was like, yeah, my fifth period while I'm traveling, I did not have that. So I had to have that conversation with my husband of like, hey, all right, I'm about to trek up this mountain (laughs) and I'm going to have to use our bathroom. So I need you to follow me. So I'm like hiking just up the mountain and going as fast as I can and just like pushing people out of my way. People are like breathing heavy, like trying to get, it was a very, very uh, steep, steep ascent. And uh, (laughs) I was just motivated. My adrenaline was going, I was like, I need to get to a bathroom immediately. And I had brought like tissue and and, uh, wipes and stuff just in case I had to pop a squat. But I was like, no, I'm going to make it. Let's do this. And I made it. But then I had to spend the next couple hours just down and out, like doing legs up the wall and doing stuff that does make me feel good. But I didn't have my device that I usually had. I think being on the road is a lot of acceptance. And Mm -hmm. I know just like going through my own chronic illness and experiencing a lot of experiences in my life, including a lot of travel and living in you know, places that didn't always have, you know, access to running water and stuff like that. I I know I can do hard things, but you get so used to the comforts. And I do put a lot of prep work into like these times where I'm traveling and stuff. But this was one of those things where I had to like, okay, I lost it. You're going to get through this. Take your deep breaths, do your legs up the wall, put on your favorite TV show. Like, let's do this. And so again, going back to grace, but 
it, it's a really kind of cool experience because traveling like this really does take you back to more of that primal nature that we all have mm. access to, but we disguise a lot of times, right? We're not like the, you know, Aborigine that kind of squatted in a hole for five days, right? And while we bled and just honored, <laughs> you know, the community of women who were doing this, like, th that would be incredible. And so now we have to take those same like primal concepts and be able to apply them to life. And I think living on the road, having more access to nature, kind of being, you know, more connected to the wild, has been really, really cool and has just reinforced a lot of my own resilience. And so like moving through this experience, honoring myself, yes, I, I'm in a trailer and yes, I have access to, you know, running water and I feel really fortunate for that, but it helps to move through and, and almost honor the experience by connecting to more of that primal side of ourselves which I love to do I know you love to do which is why mm -hmm. travel is so incredible and can be, be really a wake-up call for that mm, I love that thanks for sharing I also believe that every menstruation regardless of where you menstruate or how that comes in there's a lesson in that and that lesson is coming forward to like teach us so like if you're flying internationally and you're rocking up on Bora Bora to have this beautiful beach holiday and your period arrives on day one, it's like, oh, what's the lesson in that? As opposed to like hating your body, what can we look at is like the lesson. So I love your story. I've, I'm having a lot of flashbacks about my, my menstrual experiences on the road. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my five-day Love Your Cycle mini course, a simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios, along with action steps, cycle tracking guides, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish you had have been taught at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and your cycle signs before they they arise. It's now your turn to join over thousands of women from all over the world who have taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. Use the code CYCLELOVE to save 20% off at wellsome.com forward slash shop. And I was going to ask you what your go-to products are. So you mentioned that you use the Overa device and thinks menstrual underwear. So are they your go-to, like is, is menstrual underwear your go-to thing whilst you're on the road? Yes. I mean, I have such a heavy flow. I do have a menstrual cup, but day one and day two, like I've tried so many different products. I have just had to accept that I need to use super plus tampons day one and day two because I have to change it like once every like two hours or something I tried so many heavy duty menstrual cups and I always just bleed through and stain all my clothes so that's what I do the first two days so I always have those tampons and then the rest of my cycle I'm using my cup and I'm using my thanks underwear Mm, okay. Awesome. I like, I like people sharing that because everyone's different, you know, like so different. I don't have an menstrual experience like you. Mine's nowhere near as heavy as yours. And 
<laughs> because when I travelled around Australia, I didn't have a bathroom, so we had to use the public bathrooms. And I remember this one time I was in a very, very far away place with some very interesting people in the in the bathroom. It was a clean bathroom. And I'm just there washing my menstrual underwear with the blood all through the sink whilst people are coming to wash their hands after they've been to the toilet. <laughs> and then, you know, pinning them to the outside of the car so they drive whilst we're driving in the wind, you know. <laughs> so just lots lots of appreciation um, whilst you're on the road about how you wash and the utilities that you have. So. Thank yes, totally. And it's been hard because like, you know, the eco-friendly person and me and I- I've wanted to not use tampons for so long. And I've tried so many different things. And after about two years of experimenting, finally, my husband was like, why don't you just accept that this is something that you personally need to do? And then when you stop bleeding so much, you can go to the cup and use the underwear and other things that you like. And I was like, yeah, sometimes it just takes that other person and having that perspective of like, I accept the way that I am as this 32 year old woman who still bleeds through tampons. That's okay. And, you know, I do the most that I can for the environment. And, you know, I pick up trash every, everywhere we go, every park, I'm like stuffing it in my fanny pack. So I'm like, okay, this to me is a good, you know, is something that I accept about myself. It's something that I need not going to hate myself and hate hate on my own process for doing this um mm. even though it's not ideal but that that's me and like you said everyone is so different we are and i just love that you also wear a fatty pack whilst you travel because that's like <laughs> one of my go-to travel items <laughs> we call them bum bags but yeah fanny pack bum bag <laughs> um i'm not the only crazy person that wears a bum bag everywhere literally all through yes. Indonesia, me and my bum bag. It's nice. You have your hands free and you can touch things. Anyway. I love hands free. I have a hands free water bottle. That's how much I like hands free. I like strap it. I have like <laughs> strapped around my body. It's ridiculous. No, it's good. It's all essential. I like this. I like this. I'm interrupting this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by my five-day Love Your Cycle mini course, a simplified self-paced course to teach you the foundations and fundamentals of your menstrual cycle in under a week. Receive daily educational class videos and audios along with action steps, cycle tracking guides, cycle prompts, and my Love Your Cycle 50-page ebook. This is your chance to discover everything you wish you had have been taught at school about your cycle, how to eat, how to move, honoring your emotions, and identifying PMS and your cycle signs before they arise. It's now your turn to join over thousands of women from all over the world who have taken this course to reclaim and reconnect with their bodies. And you can do this in under a week for less than a fancy vegan burger. Use the code CYCLELOVE to save 20% off at wellsome.com forward slash shop. Now you mentioned that you got your period at 13. So let's go back then. And we've learned a bit about your menstrual experiences now, but when we go back to your early menarche, what was your first menstrual experience in your first period like? Yes. So it's so interesting. I got it at 13 and my sister had not gotten her period yet, even though she was three years older than me. So I was the first one to get my period in my family. And it was a family, it's a family of three, my mom, my sister, and I. And my mom is a breast cancer surgeon. So very understanding, well-versed anatomically what goes on in your period, 
reproductive health, all of that. But I did not know what the hell was going on when I got my period. My mom, she drew like the uterus, the fallopian tubes, the ovaries a million times for me growing up, just like describing reproduction, reproductive, like your reproductive organs. But the actual process of getting my period and also of having sex, which is a totally different story, were never <laughs> explained to me. She just loved the, she was such a surgeon, right? Like she loved the anatomy pieces of it. So I knew what was going on, but I didn't know how to deal with it. So yeah, I remember I got my period at 13. I was at home. I asked my mom what to do and she gave me a tampon. And I did not know that I had a hole more than one, but I did not know I had a hole that actually could have a tampon inserted into it. So I remember going upstairs and taking the tampon and just like looking out and trying to fit it in various places. And I could not figure it out, y'all. It's so funny because I'm a medical practitioner now and I'm like, what? And I'm actually really good. At, I did a gynecology rotation and I'm so good at like opening, finding the cervix, like doing the gynecological exam. Yeah, I had no idea where my hole was down there. I was looking for it, couldn't find it, had to ask my mom again. She tried to draw it out for me. Again. <laughs> so finally, um, I was like, this is too scary. And she gave me pads. And that was not great for me because like I mentioned, I have a really heavy flow. Mm. So I think later that week, I my mom was going out of town and I was like, I'm going to go. Uh, I went to stay at a friend's house for just a weekend and my mom had given me these pads. So I was using these pads. Well, I was bleeding and bleeding profusely the entire weekend I was so embarrassed as one is at 13 in like the 2000s <laughs> yep. and I bled through all of my clothes and I kept asking to borrow her clothes and I didn't tell anyone I had my period and I kept asking to borrow her clothes. I went through like 10 of her towels and so what I did was I was like a clothes hoarder. And I just kept like wearing different clothes and bleeding through that. And then when my mom came to pick me up, I still didn't tell anyone. And I just like bled the entire time. And I was again, just mortified. And then when my mom came to pick me up, I had two garbage bags full of clothes, including my suitcase. And I brought them all home and I was like crying and telling my mom and my mom was like helping me wash all these clothes and I had to like bring all her towels and all of her just every piece of clothing that I borrowed from her back to her like folded <laughs> she did not even ask any questions I don't think we talked for a few days because she was a bit weirded out by it it was weird because I just couldn't communicate what was going on so yeah it it I love my mom and she has such good intentions but there was just that really applicable piece that I did not understand about getting a period and how it is okay and how you can actually talk about it and communicate about it. Um, but my mom is just such more 
logical and, you know, thought the anatomy was the best way to describe what was going on. So that was my shameful experience associated to my first period. Luckily, Mm. it was uphill from there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. I think what we can also sometimes forget is that maybe that's how your mum was taught from her mother or her aunties or her parents. And I hear a lot today with young women saying, well, I, you know, I'm so angry at my parents that, you know, she never taught me this or this never happened. I'm also like, well, were they taught? Like if you don't know, if you're not taught how to do something, you don't know how to do it literally. And so I love that your mom had that experience. And I wonder if like her mother had, had just told her about the holes that were there and Um, Oh, I don't even think she knew about the holes. I'm pretty sure um, I've heard this story before. And it was like my grandpa bought my mom like tampons (laughs) and just like handed them to her. And my mom just looked at it and was like, okay, like I've got to figure this out on my own. Like no explanation, nothing. It's it's so yes I had that understanding there is no blame there I love my mom to death and you know it's just one of those things where we do what we can now Mm -hmm. and so one of the big things that I do was to kind of get past the discomfort and the shame that I felt as a kid is to just be so open about it now like open about it to friends friends of friends like my husband's friends like guy friends my husband is Irish and it's a very cultural thing like he and I have talked about it before his girlfriends very serious ones that he had lived with never talked about their periods it was not something that was mentioned so I make a point to talk about it to him of course but also to his friends at like a dinner table you know and just make it really common information because I'm like man our daughter is going to grow up around a household that talks about menstruation and like understands it so that this doesn't have to be something that is hid, something that is under the table. Like, yeah, it's important to know the anatomy, but let's talk about the physical aspect to what's going on here and why it goes on and how to do things. Like I'm such a hands-on person. I'm like, let's, let's do it. Let's get bloody. Let's, let's do this. Let's bloody talk about it. Part of the point. That's really beautiful. And I love that. I also think that if we can also educate and have that around our our sons, that that can change the way that our our sons maybe, if they're heterosexuals in the future, that they can support their future partners too. And I think that once everyone understands that we all come from a menstrual cycle, from a menstrual bleed, or not from the bleed itself, but we exist because of that, it really kind of, it starts to change the dynamic of understanding of like, oh, wow, really? It's not just a women's only thing, or it's not just happening to my mom. It, you know, it's it's everybody. Um, I love that, but God, your mom, bless her, bless her <laughs> and your partner and dropping all the bombs. I love when someone asks me, oh, hi, how are you going? You know, and they're not a friend. They're just like, you know, the person at the shop or something. I'm like, yeah, good. I'm really, I'm menstruating today. So <laughs> their, their reactions are just like, huh, what? I was like, yeah, I'm menstruating today. Like what else are you doing today? 
Um, <laughs> like all those people, as you're ascending up that massive h- hike, I'm sure they went like, oh, God, look at her, like going for you. Like, actually, no, I'm about to stop leading and I need to get out of here pronto. <laughs> well, it was so funny because at the end of the hike, we're walking out and making a beeline to the car so we can go back to our trailer and a family was there and the man was like hey is it a long hike and it's so funny because I was a little bit shocked because I was in this state where I was just making a beeline and I was like no and then I left and I told Kavika my husband I was like you know I should have stood there and explained, well, no, it's not that long of hike, sir. But if anyone in your party is currently menstruating, it is going to be a little bit challenging to get up that <laughs> ascent. Because if, if you're anything like me and you have a little bit of cramps, your thighs get sore. <laughs> like, if I didn't need to go to the bathroom immediately, <laughs> I would have loved you to have expanded. <laughs> I could have definitely expanded. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love it. And I think it's so important that we start to have these types of conversations like you are having, you know, with your partner's friends, with your own friends. I think that's really, really important. I've loved hearing all of your stories and about your transition into menstruation and how you bring in menstruation and your cycle as a whole into your life, even while on the road. I think that's really, really beautiful. I was going to ask you a question about like, how do you honor your bleed? But I think we've already really covered that and discussed it. Is there anything you want to add to it? I think before even this process of travel, I did start to really connect with like what that feminine side of me, like who that person is. And I think a lot of us, if we're entrepreneurs or if we're just busy people or we like adventure, you know, as women and things like that, I just recognized it's been about a year where I had this awareness of neglecting that feminine side of me, like the real kind of, we all have, like as people have that masculine and feminine, but I've prioritized that masculine side of me for so long. So the last year, just even bringing that to my field of vision as a priority of how do I honor the feminine parts of me as an entrepreneur, as a medical professional, as like a busy person who just wants to do that hike, right? And not be bothered by menstruating, but understanding the need for slowing down. And like you said, this is what gives life, right? This is why humans are are born. And this is why we are such like vital beings as women. So I think honoring the feminine parts of me and and even just throughout my cycle, being able to slow down and see that side of me and honor that version of me, like I've been doing a lot of more creative, um, creative activities like painting and music and these things that I probably wouldn't have prioritized before, but I think everyone has their own version of that feminine side of them and and being able to hold that part of you near and dear and honor her is such an important part of being a woman. Mm, I love that add-on. And I think too that when you travel and you spend all this time in nature like you have been doing for the last few months, it forces the feminine into you. 
Like it really, like it amplifies. There's just something so beautiful about being under the stars every night as opposed to like under a roof of a house that you don't get outside as often, you know? And I think it's really beautiful that nature can do that and that you've been able to experience it in the last year. So I love that. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. This has been such a beautiful chat and I've loved learning all about your experiences with menstruation and us talking about the real deal. How can people find you if they want to learn a little bit more about you? I would strongly recommend that they um, they go check out your first podcast episode with us, as I mentioned in our intro, but how can they actually connect with you right now if they're like, oh, who's this chick? I want to check out her Airstream. <laughs> Definitely. I have some really cool videos and free information too about what I do with nervous system regulation. So you can find me on Instagram or TikTok at my vital, B-I-T-A-L side. And you can access a lot of really great free resources and even videos of my Airstream there. (laughs) Well, I'm going to be going and checking out your Airstream, that's for sure, because I think it's (laughs) amazing. Um, And I think it's really important to also recognize how much it takes. Like it takes a lot of guts to be able to put yourself out there to be like, you know what, I'm going to leave our house and I'm going to go traveling and this is what it's going to look like. I think that's yeah, really, really beautiful. Um, now to wrap it up, I have a final podcast question. In our first interview, I asked you like, what are three things you wish you had have known when you started menstruating? I think I have an even better idea of those now. So let's ask you a different question. What are three to five things you can't live without whilst you're menstruating? I know the ovaria is already going to be one thing, <laughs> but what are some, what are some things you can't live without when you're menstruating? I love it. Well, I'll start off by saying I love to live without everything and I love to get rid of everything in general just to see what I can do. I've always loved to challenge myself in that way. So I'll start out by saying I can just be by myself menstruating and be totally okay. I love myself through the process, but to be just comfortable and to support myself, these are the tools that I love to have. So yeah, Ovira, my thinks underwear, definitely super plus tampons, got to have those. Um, My period cup as well. And I would say a heating pad, and like plenty of water, a good book, or a favorite TV show. <laughs> and I know that it's going to be, you know, rest for at least a few hours that first day, but then consistent rest and just slowing down for at least the next two to three days, which has been such a, a life changer, again, to just accept that that part of me. And you know, really reward that feminine Mm. side of me. Mm. Beautiful. I love all of these things. They're part of my non-negotiables too. Thank you so much for being here and sharing and joining us again on the show. It's such an honour. Love having you in here and all about your little experiences. We could talk about this forever, literally. (laughs) Um, But thank you. Enjoy the rest of your trip in your Airstream. I can't wait to see it unfold. 
Thank you. Thanks, Gemma. Thank you so much for tuning into every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.